Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Uh, this Sunday, and so everybody who's listening right now online, watching this, come on, give them a huge hand. I'm so glad that you guys are being there. Um, I want to read the scripture. It's Exodus uh, chapter 32, uh, verse 1. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. So the Israelites, Moses was leading the Israelites at this time out of Egypt. Uh, They were just now beginning to understand that they were God's people. This was just happening. Um, And so they, they saw how long it was taking Moses when he was up in the mountain. And so they gathered around Aaron, his brother, uh, the kind of the next person. Okay, let's let's talk to him. He said, "Come on," they said, "Make us some gods who can lead us." We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses. Awesome. Whenever you get called a fellow, know that you're not very high on the totem pole. Uh, <laughs> we don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. And I want to talk about this idea that you're making this up. Uh, and this idea, I want all of us to uh, take some notes, uh, dive into this um, a little bit, especially um, this speaks to our Christian subculture, okay? I'm not just talking about uh, our, our whole world, but Christianity can kind of sometimes get into a bubble sometimes, and so Christians speak a, their own little language and uh, and you would say some of those words to people who don't know about church, just like the one we were talking about. There, uh, I saw people raising their hand. Uh, I don't know what that's about, but I like it. I think you know, like that. You know, us Christians, we we forget that we do weird things. You know, that to, to people on the outside looking in, like they don't understand all the words that we use and all this uh, stuff. And so I, I want to speak to some of that subculture just a, a, a little bit. Um, because one of the things that happens a lot of times in that subculture, the Christianity bubble, is people can say, well, God told me to. And when they say God told me to, a lot of times that becomes a God trump card that we play, uh, the God card, to say, get out of my business, I'm going to do it my way. Uh, and, and so we are, or, or we say, well, because we feel like we can do that because we're like, God told me, God told me, God told me, God told me. And I want to spend just a little bit of time on this because how do you talk to somebody about this or for all of us, how do we discern, am I making this up or is God really speaking to me? How do you discern that? Or how do you talk to somebody and say, actually, I think you're making this up. Because I I want you to understand, I want us to all get this, that um, this is not just happening now for us. This was happening way back when. We had Israelites who were making a God, and they were saying, let us make a God and let that lead 
us. And we think, how stupid is that? They're making a God out of gold, and then they're going to say, okay, you get to lead us, but we do the same thing now. We make up something in our mind, and we say, now it's from God, and now I'm going to be led by this thought, or I'm going to be led, well, now I know I'm supposed to marry this person because God told me, and everybody else is like, no, no. Everybody else sees you making the cow out of the gold and saying, you're so dumb. But you're like, this is so God. I gotta just follow this thing, you know? And like, and we, and we don't understand what are the mile markers? What are the, th- what are the guardrails that say this is God or it's not God? It's actually found in that one verse. There's actually uh, mile markers in that one verse. So let's just kind of unpack that verse just for a little bit. Now, the first thing that that verse talks about is that when they saw how long Moses was taking up on the mountain, that was the first thing that kind of set him off to let's make something up. Okay. So what this speaks to is when we don't have patience, we can, we can immediately say, I might be making this up. It's not God. I might be making this up when we don't have patience, when we can't wait. Um, just because God does things in a moment doesn't mean that he's fast. Just because God can do things in a moment doesn't mean that he's fast. Good seeds take a long time to grow. Uh, these seeds that are going to yield these huge trees, these seeds that are going to yield things that don't move, they take time. And patience is something that we need in our life. But the moment that you start seeing yourself always wanting to go to the fast lane and always wanting to try to get to, how can I get to this the fastest? And how can I bypass all of this stuff? And how can I go from here, 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 here? That might be an indicator that you are not listening to God, but you're listening to yourself. And you might be making something up and saying it's God, but you're letting a goal golden cow lead you and saying, look at what God is saying to me. And everybody else is saying, that's just a dumb cow. What are you doing? But because you don't have patience, because you can't sit and wait. These things take time. Good things take time. Don't hate because you have to wait for some things sometimes. Some of us, we just really don't like waiting, but this isn't just in our culture. This was way back when. We we don't like those moments and understanding again, patience is the fruit of the spirit. Patience is the fruit of the spirit. Fast forward is not a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Is so, so, so when you have to wait, when you have to wait for a relationship, when you have to wait for a promotion, when you have yeah. to stop, stop getting mad when you have to wait for a promotion and saying, God spoke to me, I need to go to a new job. Hold on. Yeah. You might be making that up. Yeah. You might be making that up yeah. because you don't have the patience and because fast growth, if talking about a seed, fast growth, uh, it, it, might, um, it might yield something for a season, but we want stuff that can actually go through seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you want something that can yeah. able grow in your life that can go through seasons, that takes time. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That takes patience. 
And so understand, okay, if I'm missing patience in my life, if I can't wait, it might be that you're making something up and putting it to and saying, God told me this, but you're actually, you just have a golden cow. Okay, uh, number two, uh, when uh, in the same verse, when they said, hey, let us, uh, Aaron, why don't you make something for us? Make so, like you do it, you form it. When something is in your control always, mm. it might be that you're making something up. Yeah. We, we, we don't understand sometimes how important uh, it is to give away control in our relationship with God yeah. and our relationship with, with uh, other people. Uh, and a lot of times we feel so much security. Come on. You feel so yeah. much security yeah. when you can control it. You only like the relationships that you can control. You only like the church that you can control. You only like the boss that you can manipulate. You you only you only like your parents when you can control the situation. You only like you only like a relationship if you get to be the boss. You only wow. like your spouse if you can control them. Wow. You all and 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 all so so we we gravitate toward all of this control. But the the truth is that control a lot of times where we think it might feel good to us is actually the antithesis of what God asks us to do is give up control. Give up your hands being all over it. Be uh, give up those things. And so we only walk into things that we can control and then we say well I feel like God is saying this to me and I feel like God is telling me to do this no 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 you're making this up right now the only reason that you're walking into this right now is because you can control it the only reason that we find ourselves in these situations is because I have control here I and 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 a lot of times we choose this because we if we can control it then we can control when we get hurt and when we don't and the truth is, wow. that's, a, that's false, too. Because mm-hmm. yeah. control, honestly, yeah. control is the biggest lie that we ever, yes. yeah. ever right. can believe. You're right. yeah. We have no control. Yeah. In this life, mm-hmm. we have no control. The only one who has control is the Lord. Yes. Wow. And so we put ourselves under him. And then we and then we let him control the situation. Um, I, I think uh, when we get into this spot, it looks like we're being led, but we're being led by our own controlling heart. Wow. That's that's where we are. Yeah. And so all, we had all these Israelites that are forming this thing, and they're saying, "Oh, let's 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 make a God. Let it lead us." No, no, no. You can you're controlling your old thing. You made this thing <laughs> up. The last one here on this verse, and, and again, Sunday morning, going to get the extra large version of this. This is just a little snippet, okay? Uh, the the next one is um, your opportunity is eclipsing your loyalty. Your opportunity is eclipsing your loyalty. Notice what the Israelites said to Aaron. They looked to Aaron and they said, well, hey, make us a, make us a God because uh, this fellow Moses, I don't know what he's doing. This fellow Moses? Mm-hmm. 
You mean the guy that awokened the yeah. God dream inside of you when you thought you were just slaves? Yeah. You mean the guy that actually uh, took on the most powerful army on the planet in the name of God to see you guys have freedom in your life again? You mean the guy who stood in front of a sea and said, God's going to split this in half and let you walk on dry ground? You mean that guy who got out in front of you and said, come on, watch me as I follow God. You follow me and let's walk through this thing. That guy, that fellow, that, that guy that actually was there for you when no one else was, the guy that actually felt like he had a dream that was on the inside of him as a young boy that said, I'm supposed to be the man that leads these people out of Egypt, that fellow. But all of a sudden, he becomes just an afterthought when opportunity presents itself. And all of a sudden, loyalty is eclipsed. And all of a sudden, we push other things aside. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking uh, about hating change. Because where some of us might not like change that much, so we hide behind something called loyalty. Mm-hmm. But we're not willing to change. Wow. And, we're not really, and we're not willing to take that next step into something new. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not loyalty. That's pseudo-loyalty. That, that's just being afraid of God changing. I'm talking about the thing where you look at people and look at situations as stair steps. I'm talking about uh, where we look at places and things and and not understanding that God is using them. And it might be that you need to stick with them for a while, but let loyalty be something beautiful to you. And these Israelites had forgotten who had actually led them to this place in the first place. And so then they started making up their own God and making up their own things. And I'm telling you, if you don't have loyalty on the inside of who you are, you will make up stuff and you will say God told me so and God told me to leave this thing and God told me to leave this relationship and God told me to move out of here and God told me to push this person aside and go to this other job and to do this other thing because you have not understood how important and beautiful loyalty is and loyalty is more of a punchline to a joke than understanding that this is something that God actually uses on the inside of us and you making things up up and you're wow. saying that God is actually the person. God's actually the person that is saying all of this stuff to you, but God is looking at you right now and saying, if you can just be loyal, wow. I've got something planned out for you yes. that you have no idea about. And so Ruth understood this. In chapter one, Ruth says this, uh, and maybe some of you have rem- reminded, you're reminded of this moment where Ruth and Naomi are there, and Naomi tells Ruth, get out of here. Mm. I'm going to stay here. I, I, don't have, I don't have anybody in my life. My husband's dead. My sons are dead. You need to leave, Ruth. You need to go back, and you need to get remarried. You need to go back and leave me alone. And Ruth says this. Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. And your God 
will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. And that loyalty was the springboard for Ruth for her whole life to change. For her to be put into a marriage that was not going to just bless her, but bless Naomi as well. And it actually was the, was the beginning of um, another continuation of the line of Jesus. Loyalty. Loyalty. Where at any moment Ruth could have said, I feel like God is Naomi. I just want to let you know, I feel like God is releasing me. I feel like God... Why? Because it's easy when you don't have a huge value on loyalty to remake what God is saying. And to to say, okay, God's saying something else at this moment. I'm just going to follow this golden calf. Everybody else can see it and can see us following something that we made ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if you have patience... If you wait, if you, if you give up control and say, God, you're in control. And if you keep loyalty in front of you, these are three markers to saying, I am actually hearing from God at this moment. I actually, I can actually be led by the spirit of God. If, if the thing that you're hearing God saying to you, pass those three tests, you are in a good space to be hearing from the spirit of God. Father, I pray not every single one of us can hear from your spirit. God, we don't want to make things up. God, we don't want to just come up with something and then say, lead me. Father, we want to be led by your spirit. We want to be led by you. And Father, help us, God, hear this more and more and more and actually be led by your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.